Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, zooming across the universe from my restaurant, Della, here in Brooklyn, New York. Today, we're zooming in Connecticut. But before we bring our guests on today, the message of the week. This is a message I heard very often training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over the last six years. And it is, it is often difficult to know how to accomplish your goals. But if you know why you want to accomplish them, the how often reveals itself over time. With that, we are going to be discussing our whys today with Joseph Massaro of Bruno Massaro and Sons. Again, hailing out of Connecticut. He's got a background in construction and housing, but have a feeling this guy's got a couple other things up his sleeve that will be revealed today. With that, welcome to the Entrepreneurial Web. Joseph, how are you today, sir? Good. How's it going, Jeremiah? Awesome. Awesome. So before we hop into all this and your family business and our whys, I got to ask, I didn't, I was like just kind of creeping on your Instagram to extract uh, some promo pictures. And I come yeah. across this picture of you. Are you, were you actually in Gary Vaynerchuk's office? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so really Gary Vaynerchuk's office. All right. I need the backstory on this, man. People always ask that. Uh, I was like, was that photoshopped? Or no, <laughs> it's not photoshopped. It's just funny. Uh, Gary, about three years ago, started heavily talking about baseball cards again. Mm. So it was, it was like a summer night and he was on Twitter and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for these 86 flares, uh, basketball cards. So I've had, I had a stack, a book of 88 flare basketball cards and like doubles and the stickers and everything had them for like 30 something years sitting on my shelves. And I tweeted him. I said, Hey, I got 80, I got 88. He, he hit me up with Tyler uh, Tyler emailed me, me and Gary spoke through email back and forth. He says, what do you want for him? I said, I don't want anything. I said, I'll give them to you just to like hang out and meet or whatever. He said, fine, come to New York city. We'll hang out five minutes, whatever talk. You'll be on the vlog and whatnot. Five minutes became 25 minutes. And that's uh daily V four ninety four. If you're interested. Wow. Amazing. That's so, so crazy. It was just very, and I had just got into him. Like, I didn't know who Gary was. A friend shared a video. They're like, and I was like, who's this guy? Like, what the hell is he talking about? You know? And I was like, he says a lot of things like the way I was raised, you know? So he's yep. like European. We're, we're European. My father came here from Italy. So we were raised kind of the exact same way. And I'm like, how does this guy know the same thing that I learned as a kid, you know? So I got into them that way. And then I just started pursuing them through just watching them. And then it was like you know, it was meant to be. That's amazing. That's such a great story. So, but I've yeah. gotten to meet him a few other times besides that. I'm not going to brag. No, no, it's, it's, you should brag, man. you got the spotlight today. That's what you're here to do. You're it's, here to. It's really been an honor being hooked up with those guys and that team. They are as real as they seem on the internet. Like people you think like are one way, then you meet them. Like I've met D-Rock a couple of times. I got to meet Tyler. I got to meet the entire Empathy Wines team. Mm. At a special release of the Rosé in New York City a couple of years back. Um, I've done cool. wine, wine tastings with Gary, uh, with Wine Library. Um, you know, I'm like a Vayner groupie, I guess. I'm like, yeah, I... so I'm another one of them, you know. So, but it's been a, it's been a good time. It's, it's a lot to learn from that guy. I mean, yeah. amazingly brilliant. He's like, it's amazing. Like, I look at him, he's my age. Like, I always felt older even when I was younger, but when, I, when I'm next to him talking to him, I'm like, shit, I feel like a kid again. Yep. You know, it just, and that's a great feeling to have someone where they make you think again. Like you don't feel like you're, everyone's looking to like here, everyone's looking to me for answers. 
So I'm that guy in my world here. So it's nice to leave my world here and feel like the small uh, fish in the pond again. So some people can't really do that ego wise, but I like to put myself in uncomfortable situations. So it, it works out pretty well. No, that's a, that's a great way to grow. Uh, and another super consistent theme in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where yes. the real that's where the real candy is. Yeah, my you know? kids did Jiu-Jitsu for a while. I was doing Krav Maga because I couldn't. Ooh. I the I was more Jiu-Jitsu is hard. I couldn't do it. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, you like the yeah. dirty boxing. Huh? I like to be fighting. We, I mean, I got a number of black eyes, bloody noses. Oh yeah. My wife's like, "What are you doing?" I had to stop when they they put me in some hold i don't what's it called like the gamora or something yeah yeah and he twisted out my my shoulder so bad i couldn't move for like three years so you know what i'm good i'm four i'll be 45 now i'm I'm good yeah no that's that's combat sports man yes and i feel you i'm i'm the same age and i get banged up i trained this morning i'm at henzo gracie academy in in manhattan and that is a tough room man (laughs) there's no way there's anyone fooling around over there no, no, but it's great. And yeah, you walk away. Yeah, a little broken nose, like slightly yeah. broken nose, a little black eye, you know. Yeah. There's a couple guys that mix a little Krav Maga in, you know, <laughs> get an eye poke here and there. Yeah, they were Krav, BJJ, and uh, Muay Thai. Yeah. So we had a cross of everybody, and everyone crossed in classes, and it got interesting. You yeah. know, for the Krav yeah. guys, we just want to be fighting. We don't want to be rolling on the ground at all. We just want to be punching and kicking and everything else. Yep. No, I've, I've, I, one of my close training partners, he's a crop teacher and we would always like go in the back room afterwards and, and he'd show me a couple things and. Yeah, it's great. I do like, it. I wish I had more, my teacher won't go easy ever. So that's why yep. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I just want to do the old guy version. <laughs> yeah. of the I don't want to do the young kid version. I don't, I don't know if that exists in Krav. It definitely um, exists in jujitsu. Krav Maga, maybe not. I think they're just exist. like, yeah, they're like, no, it's your dad. Like 20 year old kids beating the shit out of me. I'm like, yep. you know what? I'm good. I, I know the feeling. I'm good. It's, it's an interesting point that you bring up too about, um, you know, the, the immigrant value system. Um, you know, my, my family's been in the States for a long time, but I worked under a lot of immigrants over time, mainly Italian. Most of them were Italian. And uh, my restaurant is, is Italian. We make up the fresh pasta. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to have to come down there. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I have a food blog, so I mean, I got to come down there and check it out. Yeah, no, I saw that. And I, I saw a picture of you in like a pizzeria. And I was like, man, that's Yeah, guy. I'm all about the food, man. Like yeah. it's, you know, we're Italian. You get it. So if you worked under Italians, you understand. Yeah, they, they, I, I grew up in pizzerias. And, and actually, it's funny. So my one of my first bosses, he's been a lifelong mentor to me, um, you know, he hardcore Italian from New Jersey. And um, he's I've just watched him grow. I started working for him in 93. Wow. And we've had this relationship this whole time. And now he's like franchised. He's creating training programs for like hospitals and stuff. So he's the one who really got me thinking hardcore about what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. I'll, I'll have to connect the two of you because you guys, great. you guys will get along great. Yeah. I mean, listen, I travel to New Jersey pizza. That's actually where I'm going next week. I'm going down to Santillo's in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seattle, Santillo. So I've been down there a couple of times. I've actually got a relationship with him. Listen, I'm a foodie. Like I'm not like one of these bloggers going and looking for a free meal. It's not my style. Um, I got my phone ringing. Yeah, it's, not no, my, okay. it's not my style. So, um, but um, yeah, check if he's in New Jersey. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check him out. Well, he's actually headquartered in Virginia now. Um, 
he he has some spots in Jersey, but at the moment they're they're all they're not in Jersey anymore. But well, I'll connect you on online. Oh, like yeah. he's it, yeah, he's club, big time on Clubhouse. I call him the Clubhouse King. He's like, see, he man, he gets in these rooms with like Grant Cardone and people like that. Man, it's crazy. And, and he like, just starts talking, and he gets to speak. He gets brought up. Wow. But I mean, he's he's got two eight figure companies. Like he's also wow. in, he's in construction as well. Like you guys will love each other. You will absolutely wow. love each other. But he has like it's funny when I I you know I got into Gary in like 2006, 2007 with Wine Library TV because I was selling wine here in New York. Wow. That was like my main job at the You've been time. There early. And, and so um, my friend was like, you got to check this guy out. And I would come home and, and, you know, like on my, on my desktop, like open YouTube and my wife, <laughs> she still can't stand his voice. She would be like, Oh no, not him again. You know, I would open a bottle of wine after work and just listen to him. And, uh... and I just loved, I loved the way he talked. And I, and that was only like a six month period. And then that's when we started opening stuff up, like right after that. And I got really busy and like not spending any time on like computers or social media. I was like boots in the street kind of guy. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we, when we had our third kid, like life slowed down a little bit. This was like, sure. she's, she's not even three yet. So this was like two years ago. And someone sent me a video and it was somebody else. It was another like motivational speaker, but in the feed, Below it was Gary Vaynerchuk. And I was like, oh man, what's this guy up to? I, I hadn't heard. Wow, he dropped off for years. For like 10 years, man. And wow. I, I clicked the video and I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. this is crazy. But I'm listening to him speak and I'm like, he, cause he's from Jersey also. And I'm like, he sounds just like Tony. He sounds just like, like he, the guy's the same way. And like, he's a trash mouth too. Like he no. says like the craziest things, but he's got the same rhythm. You know, and it's like, I was like, I finally, at a certain point, I realized that like I had my own Gary Vee growing up. Yeah, that's nice when you have a nice mentor like that. I have an uncle like that. So um, he was in construction and real estate his whole life as well. So he's kind of been our mentor. It's my mother's brother. So I kind of know what you're saying. I get yeah, it. I yeah. totally get it. We didn't have like these bigger, you know, we just, it was whoever's around us, you know, yeah. like it was at a kitchen table in a basement eating Sunday dinner. And it's someone hitting you going, well, what are you doing? Yeah. You should be doing this. Like everyone's trying to give you a little bit of that wisdom to see what you could do, you know? Yep. All the time. And so for us, it would be like either while we were working and things were like super hot or in the super casual banter afterwards. And, yeah. you know, even when I moved to New York, cause I've been up here for like over, for like over 20 years now, I think, you know, he, he lived close to my parents. So anytime I go see my family, I would always go see him and yeah. he pulled me aside. Same thing. What are you doing? What's your five-year plan? What yeah, you- he wants to hear, you know, where are you going? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you just going to be stuck here? Right. Well, he knew, he knew I was going for it. I mean, the fact that I like left and put myself out there and you were talking about, you know, getting in the big pond, you know, you come. Yeah, that's and- huge. Listen, yeah. you came from where? Tennessee? Yeah, originally. Yeah. yeah. I saw that on your, on your, on your, uh, where you were from originally. I saw it. I mean, that's impressive to come from the South up North, trying to make it happen. So, yep. Yep. Now, so how long have you been making it happen up there with your restaurants? Uh, so again, you know, we, we started opening stuff in 2011. Um, 10 10 years already. Yeah. And I, I've probably opened, you know, I've got partners in, in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've opened, we've opened like at least five locations and then we've consulted for like an easy, like handful more. So, you know, I've, I've helped open uh, probably like a dozen businesses, um, in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, and yeah, now we're starting to ramp up our, our consultation, uh, cause brick and mortar is tough, you know, 
it's hard and you don't grow exponentially with every lease, (laughs) you know? And with COVID, it's honestly, I've seen restaurants thriving through COVID. Yeah. So I've seen it. I thought like we would see it would be getting worse. I mean, yeah, you've got to downstaff some people, which stinks for inside the inside the restaurants. But I've seen people I know who own restaurants actually have to think outside the box Mm -hmm. and like, maneuver i know places that shut down their seating they're never opening seating again yeah they're never going to do sit down ever again so pretty impressed to see that people have changed the times you know so yeah well you got to you got to know yourself a little better yeah that's for sure i mean i think everyone did i mean i thought i got to know myself pretty well in the 2008 housing crash so i was really already ready for covid because we got our asses handed to us 12 14 years prior so it's always just been on edge since then mm-hmm. because i mean we hear the economy gary's mentioned it like we've never let the we've never let it implode yeah. so when is it gonna implode like and people are just living this fantasy world that it's not gonna implode so i'm just trying to tell people hey listen just get prepared things are gonna change drastically i don't know which way it's going i mean you got the crypto people so like they think everything's going digital then you got other people who think it's not going to go that way. So it's like, you need to find that happy medium out about where we are really going with all this, yeah. you know? So don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's for sure. Exactly. You know? So cool. I, I'm going to pick right up with that. When we come back, you just right. like, you laid the foundation for something really cool. And then we'll get into, we'll get into our whys and our, our three pillars and talk about family and business and stuff. All right. Uh, so hang tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader. 
the personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, we're zooming to Connecticut today, talking to Joseph Massaro of Bruno Massaro and Sons. And he was just finishing that last segment up with a real gem about how, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Things are definitely going to change. Nobody knows which way it's going to go, but preparation is key. So one thing that that Tony, uh, he's known as Tony D on uh, on social media. His uh, his birth name is Anthony D. Silvestro. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he said a lot of really great things to me over the years, and most of it I ignored because I was just a punk, dumb kid. Um, but uh, one thing that really stuck with me on like one of those visits was he was like, man, you're all over the place. You're doing all these things. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get it together one day. But for you, like the really important thing to remember is that it's better to own 20% of five things than 100% of one. And you could think that way in terms of business ownership, but you could also think that way in terms of just like your approach to life to like have all these things. So like, it's something that, that you know, Gary says all the time, like the 80, 20 rule, you know, it's always in, in being married. Life. I always own at least 50% of something. Yeah. <laughs> my damn clothes, man. She takes my shit all the time. Everything. Uh, yeah, it's very true. You know, I, uh, I mean, we're in a family business. I didn't always, I wasn't always here. I did go to college. I did work in the music business for a little bit early on. Man, I knew it. There was just something I was going to ask you. Like, I wanted to say, please tell me you were in the music business. Yeah, I, I worked in the music business for a short stint. I did go to school for it. Yeah, same um, here. I have two two music degrees. I mean, Hilarious. it was great. I mean, I worked in concert promotions. It was amazing. I mean, but you know, it just was lacking. Like I had, I got a little bit of a backstory, so... Yeah, go. This you is know, this is your opportunity. Parent, yeah, I, I had a, a parent who was ill for many years. So, how do you leave family behind? I mean, we're just so old school traditional. So it's like we're there. So how do I leave for all these years and then just come back for a funeral? Do you know what I mean? That's the way I felt. So, yeah. um, that at the same time, I had met my now wife right before I was leaving. So, like, I left to go all the way clear across the country. And I met a girl who was young, um, who I've been married to now 20 years with two kids. So in retrospect, it was the right thing to do. You know, we always talk about what, what if she came out there or what if we never met and, and or never, you know, all those what if kind of things. So um, being in a family business, you know, I have two other brothers. So there's, you know, 33% a piece. Okay. There's one right there. <laughs> I own a bunch of rental property. I own some with them. I own some independently. Also by my mentor said, you need to own some stuff independently so that you have your own control over your little slice of pie, you know? So, but like I said, my wife's my partner in that. So technically she's a 50% partner. 
Um, and then, you know, investments like stocks and IRAs and stuff like that, uh, precious metals, a um, little bit of artwork, not a ton, but a little bit of artwork. You know, you try to, you know, pick up a few things here and there. I'm just trying to think. I, don't, I have no NFTs. I didn't get on that bandwagon of those NFTs. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Me either. You know, either. just like, you know, I, I see people doing it. I'm like, me, I got to go against the grain. You know what I mean? When everyone's swimming the same way, yeah. like I'm trying to swim across them and it's like a sea of bodies. Like I'm not, I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't, it wasn't really for me. Um, what about, so, you got any more uh, sports cards left? <laughs> I do, you know, ironically, yes, I do have some sports cards left. Not a lot though. I bought some about two years ago. I got my hands on some first edition, second series Pokemon tops, the animated series boxes that are still sealed. I bought them for $25 a box. I looked them up about a year ago. They were $750. I just looked them up a couple days ago. They're $3750. I have four boxes. So I said to my son, I said, I think it's time to sell them. I mean, to go from a $25 investment to make $3,750 on a $25 investment, I mean, I was going to sell them last year and make like four grand and be happy. Now I could sell them this year and make 12 grand and be like, okay, I mean, that was a really good win, you yeah. know? So I did try to flip a few things here and there, but not like that's not my full time job. Like construction, that's our full time job. It takes up so much of my time that right. that's really my bread and butter. My New Haven Food Crew blog, that's my, my, my passion. I love food. So, like, I take my day job to then make money to do my other passions. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I love what I do, but I also need something to keep my head, like, clear. It's not always staying and going to unplug somebody's toilet. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I try <laughs> to do – I'm the guy who wants to do everything. Like, I'm not even – I have a few guys who help me here and there, but I'm really hands-on with pretty much everything. It probably inhibits me from growing, but before, prior to the housing crisis, we were running 70-something guys, and I saw what I made with 70-something guys. Now having 20 guys, I'm going, there wasn't, I'm, yeah, I'm grossing all this money, but how much am I taking? Yep. So what I got back was my time, which was is irreplaceable, and I'm happy what I'm making. Like, you don't have to make, you know, it's not all about money. Like people always think it's about the money. It's at, when you start getting at our age, it's more about the time than the money. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always going to be able to make money. It's just going to happen. Right. You know, it's in our nature to make money, you know? So um, for me, it's been more time and spending time with my family. One thing my father did say to me before he passed was make sure he said he had one regret in life. So for someone to admit a regret on their deathbed is pretty like intense, you know? So, um, he said, don't do what I did and spend all your, my, your time working and not spending it with your children when they're young. Yep. So that stuck with me. So, I mean, I've never missed school plays, teachers appointments, picking them up from school, dropping them off, doing activities, fishing, you name it, biking. Like I haven't dropped a beat on it. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do? You can't die with it, with the money you make. You might as well enjoy it with your family, you know, leave enough or get life insurance and just be, know that they'll be better off at least than you were at one point. So. No, excellent advice. And that ties into like, you know, how we ended up starting this conversation. I don't know if you remember, but I have a screenshot of the, uh, the exchange on Twitter 
where I said, you know, who are you? What do you do? You said yes. I'm a leader. I operate a second generation family construction company. Yep. It, it allows me to do the things that I enjoy. Absolutely. And I asked you if you could define what you stand for in three simple, effective words, what would they be? And you said honest, loyal, and hardworking. Yeah. And then I asked, I said, great, what's your company's name? And then you're like Bruno Massaro and signs. And I, and I said, that's awesome. I think family should be one of your words. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, the reason why I don't put family is it's like an automatic for me. Family yeah. is automatic. Like that's when X equals something for me, X equals family. Yeah. So that X is always there. So I shouldn't have to, I mean, I guess today days you have to mention family, but it's like, we're born. My, my wife, so my wife is from Columbia, South America. She came here when she was 16 years old. I met her when she was 17. I married her when she was 18. So like, that's very uncommon. So when we did it, it freaked everybody out, obviously. But I mean, 20 years later, we're still here. But family for me is like, that's the main thing. Like, I don't have to even mention it. Like that's, you know, but loyalty, that's a hard thing to come by these days. Like I try to be loyal to obviously my wife and my kids, my, my partners who are my brothers, loyal to friends. Like that's a hard thing. Like I have friends who come to me and tell me very personal things. They say, don't tell anybody. And I won't even tell my wife because they said to me, don't tell anybody. So to me, that means nobody, like including my spouse, you know, Honestly, you have to be honest because someone's going to know if you're a shyster real quick. Like in this day and age, like I know a lot of people are trying to fool people, but like I'm an open book. It is what it is. I'm pretty like you've seen my my bio has always been raw and real. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit you. It is what it is. Like if I like I have relationships with my tenants, which is pretty amazing. A lot of landlords don't even talk to their tenants. So I try to tell my tenants we're dating for the next year or two if we have a lease. And whatever you need, you call me first. Don't make them, don't try to like create drama. Let's just, you know, work this out and figure it out. So I've been pretty, through COVID was interesting with, with, with tenants and, you know, having to make sure they pay or not pay and will they pay and how do I help them pay? So, um, I mean, I got to pay bills too, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not like I don't have somebody breathing down my neck. It's, it's, you know, it's a daisy chain all the way. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. Let's take one more break. We're going to pick right back up with that. And uh, those three, those three things that you just mentioned when we come back. All right. So everybody, we'll see you in a few. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, let's hop right back into it. So we were talking about family. We were talking about honesty and loyalty. Now, the three things that you said to me were honest, loyal, hardworking. Now let's let's now we go down the rabbit hole. So what Tony De Silvestro, Tony D calls these are your three pillars. So imagine you've got Bruno Massaro and Sons on a billboard, and then you've got just three words under your name that like anybody driving by, like seeing that billboard should be like, I want to associate that with this person being that you're, it's a family business and it says it in there, mm-hmm. like, and sons. I mean, I think, I think you, so you're, our, you're our, we have a tagline. So what, yeah, let me, let me hear it. What's your tagline? Experience makes the difference. That's great. That's really good. Now we're getting somewhere. So because, and these are just, I'm just having fun. We're just having fun. I'm not not trying to tell you what to do, but I just, this is great. uh, Just mental exercise for your marketing. 100%. And um, so like, because you've got this family identity, you know, family is a, could be a strong one and and you're at homes, you know, you're dealing with people's homes, which is where they live. And it's like, you said, you know, you tell, I love how you said to your tenants, like, we're going we're gonna to date for a year. When I signed the commercial lease here at Della in 2013, the landlord, we signed a long lease too. He was like, we're partners now. Yeah. He didn't say like, pay me when I need my money. He didn't, oh. and he's been super duper cool. And honestly, like without that, first of all, we wouldn't have survived our first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we definitely wouldn't have survived the last year without that. And we paid our rent on time. Like everything's worked out, but it, it's so amazing the, the, the amount of pressure you take off of somebody and allow them to execute and be their best. Well, that's the leader fact. That's that leader portion. Anybody could be a boss, but can you be a leader? You know, right. I never say to my guys, oh, I'm your boss. I never say it to them because we're a team. That's number one. And I don't want to make them feel like they're inferior to me. And I, that's not how I feel. Like my office is very inviting if they need to come in and speak to me, they might have a personal issue they need some help with. You know what I mean? So like for me, 
I try to be the leader here, not a boss, because like I said, anybody could be a boss. It's easy. People think a boss yell and scream. That's the boss. But the leader is really behind the scenes, like keeping everything smooth, every little detail like that people out there don't see, you know? So um, like you're saying, like that personal touch, like you're working in people's homes. I want to kind of circle back to this. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two people who women who work in our office. We answer the phone. Like we have a human who answers the phone and says, hello. (laughs) Like, I think that's so like you were saying, if I'm working in someone's home, people want to communicate with people. They don't want only emails or text messages. They want to talk to somebody and say, feel good that we're coming in. We're going to make sure we cover everything. We won't damage any of your things. Like that's a very important selling point when mm-hmm. we're selling our jobs to people, you know, cause we do a heavy, we do a lot of interior finishing in homes like residential, like our predominant work is residential. So right. Like, right. we're dealing direct with customers. Like it's, it's a very fine line. So we try to be up front right from the get-go like we're not trying to like over we'll like undershoot what we're gonna do so when we overperform people like oh my god like it's all about that five-star review we need these five-star reviews like that's what keeps our you know our ranking in google so that when people look for us we're right there on top like we're always going to be the ones people want to call and it also is good for morale yes absolutely like we just got a really great five-star review like full, like a paragraph. And I was just like, oh. it's an amazing feeling. And we let our guys, when we get a review, which is a few times a week, we show it to the guys on the job. Like this is because of the work you performed. Well, that's what I meant. Like it's good for you, but it's especially good for all oh, the guys love it. You yeah. know, that's yeah. been always our thing. Like we make the guys t-shirts. Like they love that. We have a Christmas party. They can't be more thankful for 60 years we buy our every guy a turkey on thanksgiving a fresh turkey so like these are those things like you don't see that often so like people are like how do you retain guys i'm like we take care of them we overpay them like they we're non-union but we pay higher than a union scale with the benefits yeah so they don't want to go work there when they can work for me and have carte blanche over everything hey you got a little job you need to grab some material go ahead just ask me you know what i mean so we're going to do whatever we can to make their lives better because making their lives better makes my life better. You know, so it's absolutely, absolutely. So you, I think you've actually swayed me now to that, that family. And the interesting part about like this three pillar uh, kind of system is that under each pillar, you can drop like a hundred other words. Oh yeah. So because of the way you've explained this, I actually agree that loyalty should be it and that family should be under it. And that since your name, like it encompasses family, loyalty means it's like really about the loyalty to you, like your loyalty to your, your community, to your customers, to your staff um, and to your family, but it's all to the partners. I mean, it's got to be, you got to trust each other, especially when you're dealing with money. You know, if you're not like trusting someone with money, you're going to have major issues like that becomes yep. friction. <laughs> yeah. You start questioning a partner over money. I mean, it's happened in the past because it happens, you know? Sure. But like everything I do is so anally done, like through accounting software, I could print out whatever report you want and see exactly what we've done, where we spent it, where we're, where, where, where we're making it, you know? So 
we watch the numbers every single day. You have to. I mean, oh, you have to. If you're, you to. you're a small business like we are, like anything under like, I don't know, 50 employees, they call a small business. So you have to watch it every day, you know, and that's really my job is pretty much managing the family's finances. Yeah. I mean, besides obviously working with the people to get work and everything else, like I have to split myself into five or six, seven different things. They always say they want to clone me, but I, I want enough. One of me is enough. <laughs> You know, I hear the same regularly. So um, I want to move on to the next one. You said hardworking, but in your tagline, you say experience. So how do we how do we marry those two? Because it they they, they allude to the same thing, and I it, I think it's very valuable. Like you're you're letting people know, like we've got history. Yeah. where we 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 know what we're doing, and on top of that, we do it to the best of our ability. So what, what would be like one word for you that kind of encapsulates that, that would, that you would put on this billboard? So this, instead this of experience or hardworking. Yeah. Um, maybe this, maybe you don't this have is to... pretentious, but like, I would say we are, we're more artisans and artists than just a drywall plastering company because not too many people know how to do it anymore. It's a dying art. Yeah. So we look at what we do as actually an art and not just a trade, you know? So there's more than one way to do it. Like plumbing, electrical, HVAC, there's kind of only one way to do it. But what we do, there are multiple ways of doing it. There's multiple tools to be using, products. So we look at ourselves as more as artists than like tradesmen. You know, I've... I've done plumbing installation. I grew up also doing uh, construction and the like. It, my that was my family's uh, like not my parents, but like uncles and mm-hmm. grandfathers and stuff. They uh, they were all tradesmen, and I ended up working for them uh, in all the different you know roofing everything you know. Um, but I did. My stepdad owns a plumbing company, and I worked for him for a while. And th- I've seen some some master art, art artistic plumbers, man. Like the the especially like the cast iron installation. Oh, that's a oh, different. That's a whole different. God, story. it's like I just stopped. I was like, can we not touch it? Can we not use it? Can we just like put this in a in a museum somewhere? Because was... I've gotten rid of a lot of that cast iron because it goes. It just lets yeah, go. I know you have to have the right plumber who knows. I mean, thank God I have a good plumber. You got to know how to be able to work with that old stuff to bring it to new stuff. It's definitely true. Yeah. The trades are definitely an art, but I feel like we're taking cement in a bucket and making something out of it. I'm saying like, we're not, there's not much to it. There's a hand, there's hand tools and cement. You know, I tell people like we sell, we, we sell compressed limestone to people and they buy it. So like, (laughs) you know, we're, we're, we just purchased a new vehicle for our business. And I was talking to like the finance guy and the salesman. He's like, how do you know all these numbers and this and that? I said, listen, I said, I could probably do your finance guy's job and your job. I said, it's not even about, it's not about what, it's not about what you're selling. It's if you Mm -hmm. can sell, you know, people always say like, if you could sell an old lady, an old lady wearing white gloves, a ketchup popsicle in the middle of the summer, I mean, you could sell anything, you know? (laughs) I've never heard that one before, but I like that. Well, and, and what, what uh, I hear Tony say often is we're, we're selling to 98.6 degrees. You know what that means, right? Yes, absolutely. It's just a human, you know, that's like, that's really what we're doing. We're all in the human business. The, the limestone, 
I, you know, I heard Gary say this once too, and I, and I paraphrased it and I fucked it up a few times, but I think I really got it. Like thinking about it yesterday or the day before he said, there's a consumer and there's your brand and everything else in between is just a commodity. The limestone doesn't matter. The pasta doesn't matter. The, the software, the app, like none of that shit matters at the end of the day, especially when you know what's coming actually comes, uh, yeah, it's that's, scary. That's I'm not scared. I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, whatever happens, happens. But it's yeah. like it's going to be a major disruption for a lot of sure. people. Like I'm watching, sure. I watch a lot of people on social media just trying to like fake and like have all these followers. And listen, we talked about this one night in Clubhouse. Like I have 400 followers, but a hundred of them engage with me. Yeah. So I'm getting a 25 percent return on my followers, which I would rather that than 10,000 followers and 25 people. I think I was in this room. Yeah, you were in that room that night I talked about it. I'm like, I get a good return on the people who are following me. And I'm like, I'm happy with that. I like a small knit family who are close and understanding what I'm doing than just all these numbers. I mean, like I said, like for me, that's not how I make my money. Right. It's not based on all these like fictitious things. I mean, can I post more? Yes. That's always our biggest thing is, how many times you could post, you know, we're actually working, talking about our business. We're going to be hiring or subcontracting a videographer because mm-hmm. we need so I can't be out there all day. I would love to be, but I got to find someone to do my job first. And that's a little tough. So maybe if we start bringing somebody else in to kind of take over that, like the video end, at least I can like start pushing it out more. You know? Yeah. No, the content's insane. We have so much content and we don't put it out there. Yeah. It's just stupid. It just makes no sense. No, it's it's about workflow though. I mean, I'm I'm in the same position as you, and I'm I'm already talking to a couple of people. And and what we're talking about today, it, it, it won't, you know, help with the workflow, but it'll help with the output. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah. it's like you 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 want to highlight like what you're doing. Like I do take pictures of like the drinks and the pasta and mm-hmm. stuff, but if that's all you talk about, like that's just the commodity. Like everybody yeah. makes pasta. Everybody, you know, there's a bunch of people that build houses. What's your story? Why? And and that's where we're going. The so we story got, is very deep. Yes. So we got one more break. We're gonna pick up with this. We got loyalty, we've got artistry, and I love that. I yes. really, really love that. We're gonna pick up the third one when we come back. All right. So hang yeah. tight, everybody. Edge of your seats. I know. Let's go. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back just so you know that was that was my old band joe that's oh awesome i love it that's my stuff yeah it's great Um, all right enough about me though let's hop back into this so loyalty love it it just says so much bruno massaro and sons loyalty artistry i I really i really think you're onto something there and then the last one we talked about was honesty and or you mentioned you mentioned mentioned honesty um let's let's elaborate on that a little bit and again as i was saying like it it, i really do think it's a good move to bring somebody on because you're like me we work uh, you probably work 364 days a year like me and 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 there's certain things i don't want to relinquish either first of all i just enjoy it like about that and like someone has to protect the money Mm -hmm. the number one reason businesses fail Because they, they don't know what they're doing with they, the money. They ain't got no money. <laughs> no. Everybody can say it's oh, it's this, oh, it's that. It's like, oh, no, it's at the not. end of the day, like you didn't have any more money to operate and to pay yes. your people and do what you needed to do. And that's why you went out. You gotta pay them first. Yes. So when the owners want to pay themselves first, if they're not part- gonna be an owner too much longer. I mean, that's the thing. You gotta yeah. pay your people first, your vendors first, and then we get paid. You know, so. We're an ink, so we've actually, we're pretty disciplined to be getting paid weekly. Like I try to tell people, if you're an ink, set yourself up to be paid weekly. Don't think it's like, I look at myself as an employee. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, a, I'm not a boss, I'm not an owner, I'm an employee. And this, I work for this business. Without this business, I have nothing. And that's just a fact, so. So let's, let's dig a little into honesty. Like uh, you've got, you know, your experience driven, hardworking ethic encapsulated in there, yep. you know, loyalty. How about integrity? Integrity is great too. So does that fall under artistry or does honesty fall under loyalty or do you, do you, I think there... honesty would fall, reputation will fall under honesty. Ah, like our reputation. Now we we're getting pretty, somewhere. Okay. We have a pretty, we have a pretty, a, um, or what about history? I mean, uh, it's Bruno Massaro and sons. Oh, you, there's, You've been in There's business. a lot of history. My, yeah. father, my father was Bruno. My brother's Bruno. And my son, who's 13, is Bruno. So there's just a long line. Like, do I think my sons will come into this? My brother's got three boys. My brother's got a daughter. My other brother. So do I think anyone's coming into it? I don't know. But we're not pushing. Like, yeah. my oldest brother, Bruno, he was born to work here. And he always feels like... He had to work. He had no other choice. He says that, but I don't believe it. My <laughs> middle brother, um, he can't, He did start. He did go to school, and then he dropped out and came into the business. I actually went all the way through school. 
tried something else out and then came into the business. So uh, we're all here for, uh, for all our different reasons. So in history wise, I mean, that, that's where I really want to play on is really that's when I start this, when I really roll on our social media, I really want to start with my father. Like that's who yeah. started all this. Like, I don't want any of the accolades. You got what I'm saying? Like for me, it's not my accolade. If my kids take it over, they can then give me some of the accolades. It's not up to me to toot my own horn. Like I'm not going to toot my own horn. So for me, it's just, you know, let them do it for me, but I got to do it for him. You know, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with that. No, I'm completely in line with you. And, and you're like, you, you got the idea, like your social, you, again, you'll obviously show some job sites and stuff like that, but like you could do like a whole program just on the history. And that's like once a week or, or twice a week going across all your platforms. You could do a whole thing on the artistry where it's like, you're getting deep into the details. Yes. And that. That's, is what distinguishes you from all the other assholes out there that do drywall. Cause there's a yeah, lot of them. There's a lot of them and they suck. They honestly yes, suck. They do. They make a mess. And like we go and repair people's houses because other right. people made messes. And you go, what? <laughs> yeah. We're just like, you know, like that's a tough job to get into because you're now having to fix case in point. We just did a texture job up in Stanford and it was someone else's mess. And we went to go to repair the mess and it was not easy to repair it. And she's not happy with it. So she called up, said she wasn't happy. I said, listen, we are going to redo the entire job. She said to me, what's it going to cost me? I said, nothing. We are doing it for what we told you. And if you're not happy, we're going to make sure by the time we finish, you're going to give us a five-star review. Yeah. And that's Even if it says I wasn't happy. Yeah. But they came back and made me happy. So, and that's loyalty. That's, that's a whole nother, like their yes. marketing, uh, you know, uh, just approach. So one I, of the things that the, the idea behind this is that like in all of your marketing, you have like one to two of these components in there yes. so that it's always just, it's not so much about your product or your service or even you, it's about why you do the things you do like that. I, I understand that as being much more attractive to humans. That's what I started on my Instagram, our Instagram page. And I kind of fell off because, you know, things happen. Sure. I was posting more stuff about my, everything you saw is pretty much my father. Like I even post one of my father making sausage. He wasn't even doing drywall. You he should. was making his yearly sausage. Like that's, I'm, listen, I have so many VHS tapes, reel-to-reel slides. I'm buying the technology to be able to take the VHS tapes, put them to DVD, and then be able to put them out there because people want to see, like I have stuff from when I was a kid. People might want to say, what was he like as a kid? Even though it has nothing to do with our drywall business, zero to do with it. But I think it would just be, because so many people are videotaping themselves now. We were videotaping ourselves when we were five and six years old. Yeah. I mean, I have some old videotapes that would like, I'm 45. I was probably seven or eight. And I was out of my mind at seven or eight years old. Like <laughs> Italian family, it's a free for all. Like, if you're a boy in Italian family, there are no rules. You can do and say what you want and never get in trouble. So it's a plus and there's a plus and negative to that. But, sure. that, but that's, what, that's what we want to bring out is all the history. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. And even, even your father making sausage, I mean, that leans into artistry. It's like, we, we, 
do our work as if it was something we were going to consume ourselves. Yeah. Like you I could, like that. Tie, I a, you could we tie made them wine all too. In. So we have videos of us That's, making wine. Yeah. So, so all those things feed in. So it doesn't even have to be, because I do the same thing, man. I scratch my head sometimes. Like, what am I going to post? Like, I'm so busy. Like I got, I, I feel like I'm getting better at it. My output is definitely higher, but it's like, I, you know, there were times where I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And so I just like, one of the things I started to do is just post up about me doing jujitsu and it exploded. People were like, oh my God, it's like, like on LinkedIn, I started posting about jujitsu and I found this huge community on LinkedIn of all places that are like, That's they're amazing. like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. So you just never know. I feel like you got to just throw all that stuff out there, but Listen, I, I can just see the ways it ties together so beautifully. I was impressed with your promotion of just this video. I mean, I couldn't believe you were spreading it all the way across. And I was yeah. like, all right, share, like, like, share. I was like, I, Thank I, you I, for my that wife, I was pretty impressed. I was like, Jeremiah is not dropping the ball and trying to at least show people he has a show. He's bringing me on. I'm really a nobody from Connecticut. Like, I'm not like hey man, anybody. We're all, we're all nobody. We're you know all... what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, I do my thing. I got my own little thing going on here. Um, and it's great how you just like were able to put it out there. So I liked and you, you, you actually interviewed my good friend, Vinny Valentino. The oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to ask you. Vinny was like, yo, I grew up with him. Yeah, like, Vinny was my, Vinny lived right around the corner from you. We were on the same bus together. So, so I was like, so this cool. is great. And I loved how it all came out. I was like, that's really nice. And then you hit me up. You're like, you want to be on my show? I was like, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm like, anytime you want. That's awesome, man. That's how I, that's just how I understood, you know, the, the, that's the way it works. And I've, I've worked hard, you know, and it's, it's, listen, it shows like, I liked how you just got it out there. Thank like, you. That's impressive. Cause listen, you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. So it's a lot to try to get all that stuff in there, but I am, I do promise I'm trying to bring it to that next level. Like you're saying with that whole history end yeah, of it, yeah. and getting people more engaged in the story than the work. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the story's deep. Story's that's very that, deep. And that's what you, you need, that deep bandwidth, man. You need yeah. it. That's that's what's going to keep people coming. Well, this has been really great. We got to wrap it up. Before we go, though, I want you to tell everybody quickly, we got about one minute, where they can find you. You could, you know, it could be business, it could be social media, whatever sure, you want. Social media, Instagram, you can find me at the original Bambo. You can find me at New Haven Food Crew. Uh, Facebook is Joseph Massaro. There's a personal page, there's a fan page one. Uh, YouTube, you can find me at Joe, the everyday hustler. Uh, and my business is Bruno Massaro and Sun Zinc. You could find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Massaro Drywall. Okay. So nice. if you look up a Bambo, original Bambo, you'll find me. That's only me. Yeah, that's so nice. the original. The original. We'll have to do something about your food food blog in the future. Like Hell maybe yeah. we'll do like an Instagram live or something like that. That would be awesome. I'd so enjoy that. Because that food is my other. I love I know that's my passion. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, thank you, man. This has been really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly really did. did. I hope all of you listening got some good value out of this. Joseph said some really great things and it's just got my wheels turning and I'm just thinking this way all the time now. So I love, I love sharing it with somebody that, that feels the same, man. I felt like we, uh, we were eye to eye. On yeah, absolutely. I enjoy the clubhouse room too. So I'm yeah, no, we, I got to rope you into Tony D's room, man. You're going to love yeah, it. Listen, sh- Get it to me and I'll come and listen. I will. Anytime. I will. We'll put you in the hot seat. You'll love Tony. He's oh, amazing. man. I'm almost amazing. afraid now. Nah, nah, he makes me nervous and I've known him for almost 30 years. Oh, man. It's great. That's great. Awesome, man. Well, you have a great weekend. The rest of you have an awesome weekend. We will hear. You will hear from me. We'll see you next week. All right, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 